Hey folks, PC here from Wrestling With The Truth and Wrestling With The 80s. I'm glad you're enjoying another fantastic episode by Dwaylon and Steve. If you love the Armchair Booking Podcast, I think you'll enjoy my shows as well. Once you're done this episode, why don't you check out Wrestling With The Truth? It's a wrestling podcast that's a mixture of the modern product and old school memories from someone who's been a fan for 40 plus years. It's available on all your favorite podcasting apps and even on YouTube. Finally, if you're looking to relive the 80s, check out Wrestling With The 80s on YouTube as well, where I focus on old school matches, legendary territories, and crazy characters. And make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any great content. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Armchair Book and Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host. My name is Stunning Steve Barber. Joining me, as always, is my absolutely awesome co-host, the intellectual rock star himself, Delicious Dwaylon Davis. Hey, everybody. And we are so privileged. We have never had a actual, an actual current, big-time, really a world champion in a way. I mean, we have yes. the, the current National Wrestling Alliance television champion, Matthew Big Strong Mims. Oh, is that? Oh, is that what this is? I, I was wondering. What that <laughs> oh, was. you know, I mean, you know, sitting here. Oh man, it's, it's weighing me down. You know, they say heavy <laughs> weighs the crown, heavy weighs the belts. Oh, boy, I mean, and fall out of this chair with this on my waist. <sighs> and we know you didn't just find that in the lobby of the hotel on your way up. <laughs> oh yeah, they're not giving giving these out for free. They're absolutely no, not. they're not. Yeah, you know, so uh, congratulations. Well, thank you, sir. Congratulations, sir. Um, and hey, Dwayland, didn't Larry Zavesco kind of offer his congratulations also when we told him to say, by the yes, way, you know, as a yes, former, because we had the former TV champion on last uh-huh. week, and now, you know, yeah. we oh, have the current champion. Yeah. Yep. See, yeah, that, that actually like... makes me feel really great because, yeah. I mean, what else are what else are new champions supposed to do? Especially whenever you have such a legacy with oh this 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 pretty young lady right here. Uh, what else are you supposed to do but try to uh, not only walk in those footsteps but like you know blaze a new path? And I, I think that's really what my biggest concern is now um, going forward is how do I make my mark? How do I make my legacy? How do I uh, how do I leave that legacy behind in pro wrestling? Not just as a wrestler but also as a NWA world's television champion, you know, that's, 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 that's a whole different elevation. You know, that's a, that's, that's a whole different path where I'm going to, you know, I got to have that legacy, you know? And that particular title has a pretty good lineage about it. Cause I mean, when I, oh, I yeah. see that belt, I mean, I think Arn, I think Dusty, Tully, Tully, yep. um, who are some other ones that I'm missing? Zabesco, obviously. Yep. Um, there's some other ones like Jimmy Valiant held it at one time. Yes. Um, yeah, and I, did Sting ever hold it, Dwayne? Yes, Sting did. Uh, so did the Great Muda. Yes, because the, the Great Muda beat Sting to get it. So, and now we have Big Strong Mims. Mm-hmm. Oh, 
And I mean, also, uh, like, a, a few of those names that you named off, they happen to be uh, world champions. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, this may just end up being a stepping stone. I could see it. Yeah. You know what? I, if And if it leads to that, hopefully it does. Uh, you know, we'll be the first one to, even if we don't see your person, we'll at least congratulate you on Facebook like we did with this one. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I would I would love to hear that. Congratulations. I'm I'm looking forward to it. If anything, I'm very much enjoying my time as the NWA World's Television Champion. But <laughs> you know, I've still got my eyes on the prize. Besides the one sitting right here on my lap, I've still got my eyes on the prize. That you know, I want to set this legacy up to say that not only was I a great television champion, you know, I could be a multi a uh, multiple one time. NWA World Television Champion, uh, but I still have my eyes on the prize when it comes to uh, where this, uh, where one of my favorite things about this belt, where it kind of comes in. My, one of my favorite things about this title is the Lucky Sevens, and I like the Lucky Seven rule of being able to defeat and I, I guess you could say like kind of dominate as champion, show how strong of a champion you are to be able to win seven times in a row, no no defeats for that title, uh, and then be able to challenge for the World Heavyweight Championship. I think if anything. You know, we all like to talk about like workhorse titles, Like we'd like to think of the intercontinental title in the WWE as the workhorse title. And I think you really can't say that as much, or at least like what really embodies that as a workhorse title really uh, is the NWA World's Television Championship. Because of the fact that, again, for the IC title, do you have to beat seven opponents, 10 opponents, 20 opponents, 30 opponents to eventually challenge for the world championship? No, there is no direct way to get to that world championship besides, hey, I got to drop this belt or either pull an ultimate warrior and just pick up the world title, too. With this... You have to you have to make for sure that you win those matches back to back to back. And then you get the choice. You get the choice because it's not it's not something you have to do. You can pull a Tyrus and be like, oh, I'm going to be champ for a year. I don't care. I'm getting as many wins as I want to. I ain't losing. I'm dominant. Screw you guys. I'm just winning forever. You could be like that. Or you can say the moment I get that seventh one. Hey, hey. Who, who's champion right now? Let me go ahead yeah. and get your belt. Go ahead. Go yeah. ahead. Take this belt <laughs> off me. In. Give me the belt. <laughs> Give me the belt. Yeah. And that, that's where you got that kind of duality, um, the duality of champions when it comes to the NWA television title between a Tom Latimer and a Tyrus. If I remember correctly, I think, I think, don't quote me here because I don't want to be wrong, uh, but I might just be wrong. I think they're the only two to actually activate that lucky seven. I mean, for now. For now. For now, for now, you know, you're one. You're one of, as far as major television titles in pro wrestling. I mean, you're in a a great class Mm because there's you, there is Samoa Joe, is the Ring of Honor World Television Champion, and then there's Mm -hmm. Zack Saber Jr., who is the New Japan World Television Champion. So I'm I'm very happy to be in that, and I and I like the fact that now we can include Max the Impaler in that, uh, mm-hmm. and That's saying right. that That's we right. are um, we are world television champions. Uh, I definitely like. I'm a fan of New Japan. I do love New Japan, but I think when it comes to television titles, typically the two that I think of are the NWA World no. Television Championship. <laughs> But I also do think of the Ring of Honor Honor. World Television Championship. So it's definitely a high level of respect. If anything, uh, for me, that title, funny enough, is actually synonymous with Jay Lethal, who was probably one of my – you know what? Screw it. He's my absolute favorite wrestler in in ROH's history. That is my favorite guy to watch. 
Like he's oh, yeah. absolutely incredible. I love his character. I was watching him at uh, Ric Flair's last match, and boy, boy, he was my favorite part of it. I think I'm a little bit biased because he's one of my he's one of my favorite wrestlers. He's definitely in my top ten. So I was probably just a little bit biased. But you know, again, he's uh, I think hands down he's probably the greatest Ring of Honor Television Champion. And that's no, that's no shade to Samoa Joe. That's just because there's such a high bar. Samoa Joe is definitely up there too. He's up there as a Ring of Honor World Champion. You you cannot you cannot uh, speak about any of those titles without speaking about Samoa Joe. So it's just again a credit even more to Jay Lethal that he's able to outdo somebody who's had a legendary status with either of those belts in a Samoa Joe. So there, I like hey, hey this is good company. This is very good company. <laughs> Not just with the NWA World Television Championship, <laughs> but just with television championships in general. It's very yeah. good company. Yeah, because a lot of companies don't have. A television title. I've always thought that WWE would benefit from a television title, uh, yes, especially absolutely. as much as much TV as they have. You know, the the TV champion could float between all three brands, and you know, elevate the title, elevate new talent, and things like that. But uh, I'm just I'm very excited that you were able to win that title. Yeah, thank you. And if anything, I think you bring up a really good point. Uh, Something that I really haven't put thought to until literally right now. So uh, we're getting a brainstorm rough idea here. Nothing prepared for this. Um, With that idea that WWE never had a television champion. I think that's something that like because even Impact, I don't I don't think they've ever really had a television champion either. If I remember correctly, I think he just got kind of they did for a little while. Yeah, Booker Booker T brought in the Legends Championship. Yeah, and then they used it for a while, and then they turned they started calling it the Television Title, and then they started calling it the King of the Mountain Title. So it was a TV Ooh. title for just a little bit, but that that like, must have been like right where I where I leaped out because I remember the Legends Title coming in, I remember the King of the Mountain Title, uh, but I I did remember them having a TV title, but that does kind of ring a bell. I mean, Booker T is one of my favorites. So, I mean, you can turn on anything Booker T. It doesn't matter what it is. That man could just be flipping pancakes in the middle of the ring. I'm going to watch it. Um, Go on. You know, yeah. five pancakes all at the same time. Five times flipping pancakes. Um, and I, I could watch that all day because Booker T is one of my favorites. Actually, uh, this is a weird thing. You guys are probably going to be the first podcast to ever hear me say this. But one of the reasons why I grew these old dreads out is actually an inspiration from Booker T himself. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, and this was uh, this was before my wrestling career started because I've, um, I, you know, I, like when I was a kid, you know, the cool thing was, especially in rap music at the time in like the 2000s, was getting braids. I wanted braids. Apparently when I was a really, really small kid, my mom said that I had braids. I didn't really believe her until I saw like she had an identical kid thing for me when I was like four or five years old. That was the only picture of me I've ever had where I had braids. And I was like, what? I can't do this now? She was just like, yeah, you don't, you don't need to do all that. You can keep a short haircut. My grandpa was not in favor of me having braids. He was like, what, do you want to look like your sisters? Is that what you want to do? Yeah. And my grandfather, he's an old military guy. Uh, so he he was definitely giving me the military cut, a little boosy fade. Uh, every, <laughs> every other week so uh, there was no braids in my future so I've never been somebody who's like oh yeah I need to have dreads I need to have dreads uh, even whenever they got popular uh, I was thinking about it trying to come into my wrestling career uh, because the decision was made for me to do pro wrestling uh, back in 2013 I think I may have went over that story with you guys before uh, but by the time I got 
uh, started getting into the wrestling business, um, that was a little bit after it. I'd already started thinking like, okay, let me actually start doing more to prepare for it than just going to the gym all day and watching a ton of wrestling and, and watching podcasts and trying to read like wrestlers autobiographies to see how they get started and to find my place in the world. I was like, okay, I can get a head start. I can grow my dreads out. I see how Booker T uses them. It's a great tool to use for storytelling. It's also, it just looks cool in general. I mean, you gonna tell me Booker T isn't one of the coolest guys you've ever seen in the ring. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, yeah. he, he does a hair he does a hair flip i mean the ladies the ladies wish they had him the fellas wish they were him you know what I'm saying? yeah um and so uh that's actually the main reason why i grew them out uh luckily it just happened to be a hairstyle that really worked for me because even if i was gonna look like ugly as sin with these uh with these with these little worms in my head as my mom called them <laughs> at the time uh I was still going to keep him because I was like, okay, this is, this is my, like, this is kind of like my tribute to a Booker T is having these dreads. It's kind of like how, uh, some of the things I do in pro wrestling has been kind of like tributes or homages to wrestlers of the past, uh, with where I used to wear the armbands on my, uh, on my arms. I was supposed to be like, uh, it was more of a Ron Simmons thing, but like some people yeah, pointed out, they're like, Hey, about. In that old gear, you, you kind of look like Ahmed Johnson. And I was just like, well, you know, that feels disrespectful to, to Ron Simmons because I know they had a little, like, they had their beef or whatnot. Uh, yeah. So I was like, yeah, no, 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 just just Ron Simmons, brother. Just Ron Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on. Don't 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 have me out here accidentally disrespecting this man because I'm trying to pay respect to so many other people. And then, I mean, even the, the, the running clothesline, that was supposed to be a Ron Simmons thing. Uh, the running flying clothesline that I do in my comeback, you know, that's supposed to be a Ron Simmons thing. Um, and then even the gear, like even the gear, it's a lot of homages here and there. And so, um, you know, it, it's, uh, it, it's, I, I think it feeds more into when it comes to doing those homages, um, uh, finding that place in wrestling, you know, where I can take a legacy that somebody else has already built up and then build my own. And that's one of those great things about it. And it, even going back to my earlier point about the WWE not having a TV title, I, I think when it comes to legacies and stuff like that, I think it makes our legacy uh, here at NWA even mm-hmm. stronger because it's a title they don't have. It's a title yeah. with a type of storytelling device behind it with the Lucky Sevens and the 605 time limit or even the 10-minute time limit. Uh, if I remember correctly, I think that was Pope's 10-minute uh, time limit. Um, you know, to have that and go forward with it, those storytelling devices, they don't have that. They just don't. I mean, they have great titles. They have great storytelling devices with some of their titles, but this is the only one that has that. We're the only ones that kind of carry that same kind of legacy. And I'm, I'm glad to be able to be like uh, among that privileged few. There's not too many other companies that have television titles and there's not many other companies that have belts like the NWA world television <laughs> championship. Yeah. Yeah, they did. They don't. And I'm glad. I'm glad we're the only ones that got it. Who else got a 605 <laughs> time limit on that belt? Who else got a direct link to the champion? I think like what? Uh, I think TNA had a belt like that. They had a belt where you could cash it in. Uh, I think it was, uh, the X, was the yeah, brand? the X, the X division title. It was op- they called it option C. You could ah. if you were the X division champion. Yeah, you could relinquish the title for a world title match. Huh. Oh. Huh. Yeah, I was wondering what option C was. I thought they like had a specific belt for it. I thought it was like a Grand Slam champion belt or something like uh-huh. that. Or was it the no, no, it was Lucha Underground, wasn't it? It was Lucha yes. Underground that yes. had like yes. Uh-huh. That's what it was. Yeah. I love yeah. that belt too. That was a crazy cool design. Oh yeah. Lucha uh, yeah. Underground had some great looking belts. You know, you're talking about lineage of the TV title that you're currently holding. Can we see it again? Just 
Oh, oh, oh. Mean, yeah, 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 that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I had to pull it up real quick because I knew there were some other pretty well-known names that had the title. Um, mm-hmm. Ivan Koloff. Yes. Uh, Paul Jones. Um, Rick Flair. He was a TV champion. That's right. I always Rick. forget Rick Flair was a television champion. I actually did too. I always think of Tully or I think of Arn whenever yeah. I think of the, the television title. I don't think of Rick. And that's a, that's a terrible thing. That's disrespectful on my part. I need to learn my history. Oh, he probably forgets it too. You know, I think he was, <laughs> I think the problem is he's, a, he was such a great world's champion that that's we what always, everybody yeah. thinks of. That's what I always, I look at, I think of Ric Flair and I think of that belt back, both of those belts back there. Yep. Yeah. Like I, I, mean, I never think, I never think of him. I, even when he was United States champion, I'm like, eh, okay, but this looks odd. Where's, where's the big gold belt? Yeah, he needs the he needs the biggest one. I mean, I think like other people, like especially younger people, or even like you know people that really followed Ric Flair's career, they were alive during that time. I wasn't alive during a lot of like Rick Ric Flair's like prime, his absolute prime. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I thought was his prime was during like another major run from in the WWE during the two thousands. Like I knew him as Ric Flair, uh, the Intercontinental Champion. And he was a pretty oh, yeah. great Intercontinental see, Champion. He had a lot of really great and, matches. And I forget he even held the Intercontinental title because. You know, he's he was already yeah. a world champion before that it, with, you know, two different organizations. And mm-hmm. and also in Mid-Atlantic slash then later on, of course, became big NWA in Georgia. He was television champion. He was United States champion. He was a tag champion, I think, with Greg Valentine, who also held this belt, by oh. the way. Um, and then, of course, you know, he was the world champion. So Ric Flair, I mean, he was really the Grand Slam champion in two different uh, companies, yeah. you know. Um, yeah. By the Ricky Grand before it was cool. Uh, Ricky Steamboat also held that belt. Definitely, um, uh, Mr. Wrestling. I'm assuming they're meeting Tim Woods. Um, yeah. Yeah. Steve Austin. Steve Austin. Yes, yeah. stunning um, Steve Austin. Yes, yeah, stunning Steve. Barry Windham because yeah. Barry Windham beat Stunning Steve for it, and then Steve came back and beat Barry and took it back. Oh, here, here's a name, uh, Dwayne. I didn't even notice dude ever actually held a title because he really didn't need one. Rufus R. Freight Train Jones. I did, Freight not train. Know Fre- I did not yeah. know Freight Train was a TV champion. He was a TV champion a couple times. Uh, Baron Von Roschke. Oh, wow. um, Johnny Weaver. Uh, hmm. Matt, Matt Superstar. Roddy Piper. Man, you see. Uh, Roddy see. Piper held it? Yeah, Roddy, Roddy Piper. Because um, everybody always says, like, oh, yeah, he didn't hold anything, but he was one of the greatest superstars ever. He, he didn't hold a, a belt at all. No, Ooh, he was and- he- he was a TV champion and he was the United States champion. And then in WWE, he was the intercontinental champion and world tag team champion with Ric Flair. Yeah. Oh, hey, Dwayne, here's a name for you. Um, Sweet Ebony Diamond. <laughs> Do you know who that's better, that, you know wow. that's better known as? <laughs> Rocky Johnson. Yep. I had heard he that. He was name known as forever. Sweet Ebony. I forgot about that. Um, there's some other ones. I only I mean, heard him called that once in a documentary. I like, once you yeah. said that, I was like, who is, I know that name. <laughs> who is this? Um, Ron Bass, um, Badly Roy Bryant, Mike Rotundo. It says Mike Rotundo, yep. not Rotunda, but that's Rotundo. right. That's right. Um, of course, Dick Slater. It's a knockoff. Uh, the Great Kabuki. Um, hmm. Mark Youngblood, and then of course the other ones. I think. We, oh, Nikita. I forgot about Nikita Koloff holding it. Yeah. Then Mike Rotun, right, duh. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, Nikita Koloff unified the NWA World Television Title with the UWF World Television Title. He beat Terry Taylor to unify the titles. 
Huh. It's Jim Crockett Promotions that bought UW, UWF. Yep. And there's God, so many different names on here that, I mean, I'm just, um, oh, Rick Martell. I forgot about that. Um, oh, Rick Martell uh, owned it too? Yep. Uh, Booker T. Oh, yes. So there you go. Um, yeah. Jericho. Yep. Yeah, Jericho did hold it. Yep. And the last one before it was deactivated for a while was Hacksaw Jim Duggan. But he, I, that one, I don't know if I want to count. He, he found it in a trash can because Scott Hall didn't want it. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But well, let's yeah, take that off the list. Let's uh, take that off the list. That's like, uh, yeah. I love Jim Duggan, but like, come on, man. Yeah. yeah. Scott Steiner was a TV champion. And Rick Steiner. Yep. Oh, yep. both Steiner brothers? Yep. Mm-hmm. I was associated um, them with tag team wrestling, or I would see like a, I would think of like, because I didn't know every single singles belt they held. I would have think like the United States title before I would have thought the TV title. Um, well, Bobby they both Eaton. held that one too. Bobby Eaton. Huh? Oh, Bobby yeah. Eaton. Bobby Eaton. Yep. You never know. I might be beautiful one day if I'm holding the same thing <laughs> that beautiful Bobby was holding. Um, or you could be wonderful like Paul Wendorf. Mr. Yeah, I could Mr. be. Wonderful. I could be. You could be I a think that was, uh, that was the one that like Pope usually, I remember him kind of sticking to Paul Orndorff whenever he was holding the TV title. He was like, yeah, look at me. The NWA <laughs> television champion. <laughs> Just like Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to stop naming the names because then, then we'll go down a, a rabbit hole. <laughs> so. Yeah, but, yeah. Hey, you're just making me nervous. Look at how many <laughs> names I got to compete with. You got all these great superstars, like tons of world champions and stuff like that. <laughs> now I got to be world champion. I can't just not be world champion. I mean, like when it comes to our company, you've already had Tyrus. I've got to fill those big old shoes. There ain't no way I'm about to fill those big old shoes just in general. <laughs> in general. I'm, I'm gonna try my best. I'm gonna try my best, and you never know. Tom Tom Latimer might do the same exact thing, <laughs> and then and then here we are. Here we are yeah. again. Now the pressure's on me to do something that's like been done. I gotta be the I gotta be the the, the triple play. I gotta be the third person to come up with the lucky seven. It's gotta happen in this era. It's gotta happen with my reign. I can't I can't just have them both become world champions and me not do the same thing. Absolutely not. No, I'm not. I'm not about to be that in between champion. I'm not gonna be the one that they're like, oh well, he got to two. He got to one. He got to zero. He got to he got to four. That was pretty cool. Nah, brother. I gotta get all seven. Even if I don't win that title, I've definitely gotta be in that race. I've gotta be right. that guy. Yeah. Uh, so tomorrow night. Big yes. event, big event for the NWA for the National Wrestling Alliance up in Cleveland, where you are currently sitting in a hotel room. Yes, I am. Because tomorrow night is the pay-per-view, uh Sal Wayne, which seeing it, you think it's pronounced Sam Hain. But being being sounds metal, cooler. Yeah. sounds cooler to me. <laughs> but, um, or you could just call it the the band before Danzig. But I just yeah. figured I'd throw that in there, a little <laughs> a little reference, and the band after the Misfits. For those of you who don't know, look it up. I bet Billy knows. <laughs> he probably knows the reference. But oh, I'm sure. If anything, you'll 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 see somebody from the Misfits soon. You'll you'll see a little bit more of them. Oh, there we go. So tomorrow night, big event. You know, because I've been, uh, I was, like I said, I was watching NWA Power the other day, and they were all talking about it. In fact, they were actually discussing how it's actually pronounced. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> I've heard So Wayne, or Sal Wayne, whatever. It's going to be a big event. And I didn't actually see your name. I'm assuming you have a match. I really hope you have a match because you should have a match. You are the world TV champion. I mean, I hope I have a match. Again, like you said, I am the 
NWA World's Television Champion. But uh, <laughs> actually, let me go ahead and advertise this match for us because the graphic is out there. I found out about this match just about a week ago. Just about a week ago. Um, it is actually going to be a very incredible match. It is an ultimate uh, hardcore team war. It's like a devil's dance thing, I think, was what they kind of threw in with that. But uh, it's going to be my first hardcore match ever. And then also on top of that, you know, it's the first match in a, in a little while. It's going to be the first match where Magnum Muscle is back together. We can say the boys are back in town. They're riding hot again. They're, yeah, it's exactly Dr. Draper. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> he knows. He's excited for it. Uh, but... Yeah. Also, one of the things that I think like this needs to get even more coverage for it is that I think there's never been a kind of situation where you have a TV champ versus a TV champ, you know, and then also we're, 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 we're crossing, we're crossing the line. It's the men's NWA world television champion versus the women's nwa world television champion and we're going head to head it's our teams versus each other and so you've got you've got your champions you got your big strong champions you got me you got maxi and Perry on the other side and then we also have our giants our big tough scary giants and a, and a dak draper he's my giant he's going to be my giant anytime because dak's got my back we know how this works and then you've got judias the monster judias on the other side is their giant and then we have we have our uh dynamic duos in here on their side they have magic inc with uh with magic jake dumas and 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 cody and cody cody's a this is the thing about cody come him coming together with magic jake has unlocked a darker side to this guy because i remember what he looked like before him when he first came in and now seeing him hooked up with jake and hooked up with cj this is unleashing a more aggressive a darker more dangerous side of cody than i've ever seen and you know hey it's it's all welcome in a match just like this. They are both perfect for it. All three of them are perfect for it. And then on our side, we got Gags the Gimp and Sal the Pal. Like they actually just came from the miserably the miserably faithful. Don't let me mess that up. Let me not, let me <laughs> let me not put any disrespect on Father James Mitchell before he puts a curse on me. I don't want him to put a curse on me. Uh, <laughs> but you know he's familiar with that team already. He's familiar. He's familiar with how my guys operate, and that's actually something that has me kind of looking over my shoulder when it comes to this match. Because how do Sal and Gags play into this whenever they're former teammates? Mm-hmm. The 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 former the former manager, or I guess you could say summoner. If we're gonna <laughs> if we're gonna act like these guys are as demonic as they seem, uh, and James Mitchell is on the other team coaching them along the way how are they going to interact on our team are they going to stay a part of our team what do we do there but then we have some new faces uh one not so new on my team and i think that's one of our big advantages there and then their very new face uh they have alex misery and alex uh he's a he's a nice young man uh he just has a couple <laughs> scary interests he's a, he's a he's a death-defying uh daredevil and i'm definitely looking forward to seeing what he can do because i mean hey why not increase the competition whenever we can because i mean this is pro wrestling and you can only get better uh through the through the phrase i like to say uh what was it that we always say uh iron sharpens iron mm-hmm. and i mean by all means we got to test that metal even though it's a uh, spelled differently but i'm making a pun here just just follow me here. <laughs> we're, we're 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 testing the metal in the ring of of young alex it's his first opportunity it's going to be his nwa debut and he's going to get a pretty stacked team on our side but also in our in our slot for another young man we have koa and koa uh if you guys haven't recently seen his match with tom latimer you need to go see that match. He took an insane amount of punishment, and the man is still up and rearing to go. If anything, he took that kind of punishment in the match, and then he's coming back and saying, you know what? 
I don't just want another regular match. I want to be a part of this ultimate team war. I want to go into a hardcore match and I want to test my medal there. I want to be on the big, strong team. I want to be with the big, strong champ. I want to do big, strong things with this big, strong team uh, and be big and strong. That's what we're talking about here. And so I'm excited to see Koa come out there and do his thing. And he's got his girl on his side. That makes it kind of even up for us because they've got CJ on the other side. You never know what CJ could do. CJ, this is the thing. Some people may not know. Just, just, just like, just like Koa's young lady, just like Koa's young lady, uh, she can definitely throw down in the ring. They both, they both have some skills in that ring, and they have skills outside the ring. And luckily for us, luckily for any other other young ladies in the NWA, they're just managing right now. They're just managing right now. But the moment they decide to step in the ring, I think there's a few people that might be in a little bit of trouble. And I'm glad I'm not in their division. I don't have to figure that out. <laughs> I just got to worry about these big ugly dudes. That's all. That's all I got to wrestle. I ain't got to wrestle them. And uh, I think my final point about this fantastic match where we have TV champ versus TV champ in my first ever hardcore match is definitely not the first hardcore match for almost anybody else in this ever. I'm the only newbie here. Uh, I think another great point uh, to make about it is something that's actually pretty funny. I think I was on a podcast uh, just a few days beforehand. I was saying how much, you know what? I don't want to face Maxi and Paler. I think if I have to, then my title might be in trouble. And then what do they do? I feel like I feel like William Patrick Corgan himself <laughs> was listening in, just like he's probably gonna listen to this podcast. He'd be like, "Oh, I wonder what Mims is saying." Uh, yeah, he's probably gonna be like, "Oh, that's a good idea. We should put Mims up against Maxie and Payla. That sounds like a great idea. Let's like let's really give him a hard time as TV champion. Let's like, let's make everything tough. Let's let's go ahead and just have him jump in there with Max. Okay, <laughs> whatever. You know what? Hey, we we over here. I'm trying to be one of the greats when it comes to being in. NWA World Television Champion. <laughs> so how am I going to do that without facing another great NWA World Television Champion? How else am I going to do that? So this is this is a big test for me. But if you don't know, that match is going to be a part of the show tomorrow here in uh, Cleveland, Ohio. So go during the day, go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and then tomorrow night, yeah. go check out Sal Wayne. National Wrestling Alliance put on. Thank you, Billy Corgan, for helping arrange that. And I uh, just want to say one thing to Billy Corgan. If you're listening, this is actually nothing to do with wrestling. Your chord that you like to use, that D suspended fourth over an F sharp, I actually wrote a song and actually put that in there and referred to it as a Smashing Pumpkins chord. But I just, that's another story for another day. <laughs> so, um, so speaking of Billy Corgan, he, here recently he arranged the TV deal with the CW Network. Yes. I am extremely excited about that, you know, because that means we actually get to watch yourself yep. and a lot of your your peers who aren't the NWA tele- World Television Champion, but they're not. They're not. They only only you are, you know. Only- but we we get to see you on TV. And how stoked were you when you heard about this uh, this deal? Well, I'm still pretty stoked about it. I mean, we don't know where the wrestling may be. We don't know where anything may be. I mean, they said the CW, hey, I don't know for sure. I can't confirm or deny because they don't tell me nothing, even though I am the (laughs) NWA World (laughs) Television Champion. They do not tell me Jack Billy Squat. I just show up and have a good time. I show up and wrestle. That's what that's what I do. Uh, you know, what was it? What was it years ago? It was a shut up and dribble thing, but I'm shutting up and wrestling. That's that's um but, you know, I'm very excited to go ahead and be the the face that uh, runs to this new TV deal. You know, uh, if anything, if I can, you know, toot my own horn, toot, toot, I'm going I'm to go ahead and do that real quick. Uh, you never know. Maybe they got that TV deal 
because of me. You never know. I mean, <laughs> what happened? What happened? I won the television title, and then boom, right after that, oh, they got TV yeah. deal. They're like, oh, yeah, no, they, they, that Mims guy, he won the belt. Oh, we got to put this man on TV. That's exactly where he's got to be. We got to put that face, that beautiful chocolate, uh, a little bit scraggly face. <laughs> we need to put him on our network, whatever network it may be, because it may be the CW, it may be something else. Uh, I don't know. I don't know for sure what's going where. I just know there's two TV deals, and somebody started throwing in the idea of the CW. I think that's great because uh, it's a network that's known for having superheroes. And we're going to continue mm-hmm. that trend of having superheroes on TV with the uh, NWA World Television. <laughs> <laughs> That's a superhero. So I'm I'm very excited about it. Um, I think if anything, I definitely want to be on there with some 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 new super gear. Something I got to work on. I got to get in the lab and get some new superhero theme gear to really continue the trend of uh, the the superhero shows they have on the CW. You know, I'll, I'll think of something. You know, uh, if you guys see me in a cape. You already know what it is. You guys heard it here first. You know that Mims is coming out in the cape. Just in case that happens, you know. Hey, I also watched The Incredibles where I found out that capes are not the best thing ever, even though I think capes are cool. (laughs) No capes. But, uh, you know, I'll I'll try to fly a little bit lower to the ground, you know what I'm saying, as my my superhero persona decides to flourish on television, wherever we may be. But I'm very excited for it. Very excited. Uh, I have a feeling I know which superhero Dwayland would vote for you to represent. Oh, what, what's that? What's who's that superhero? I know you got it. You got you got to have something there you can just pull up. Oh, I did. Oh, I have it right there. But well, actually, oh, oh. Normally, I would say Batman, but this time I would say, oh, okay, oh, Black Panther. Yeah, right. Okay. That might be able to be done. I mean, I don't, I'm like, I, then again, I don't want to intrude on any MVP territory. I very right. much respect <laughs> that man, uh, Montavious <laughs> Montreal Porter. Yeah. yeah. I hope I got, I hope I got the middle name right because everybody remembers <laughs> the first name and the last name. Yeah. I can't, we got to get the very part in there. Most valuable see, player. That's what it was. Yeah. See, I would usually say Batman, but since we're trying to do the no capes, because no capes. Oh, you know, no capes. So. We know what happens with capes. So, I think Black Panther would be. I mean, you never Black... know. I could be the I could be the T'Chaka with a cape. I could be T'Chaka with a cape. Or was it yeah. T'Challa that did that? Because I know they it was like a very old comic costume. The only reason why I know it is because uh, just like every other good yes. boy growing up, I play um, Marvel Ultimate Alliance. So yep, yeah. When Black Panther first when it first came out in the comics, yeah, he had a cape. Yep. And then they I could have decided, a short little black cape. Yep. <laughs> Okay, now I feel inadequate because um, my my son he would probably school me on everything superhero, um, <laughs> you know. So sometimes I think he might actually, you know, somehow he's Dwayne's son instead because my son loves Batman. <laughs> and do you not love Batman too? Oh, I mean, I like. Don't get me wrong, I do like some Batman. I mean, I like them all, but I mean, he's like become obsessed with it lately, you know. So. I mean, there's so much good media out there for Batman. It's kind of hard <laughs> yeah. not to. I mean, yeah. Yeah. sit any kid down in front of a TV and have them like grow up in the 90s or like the 2000s and have them watch Batman the Animated Series or one of my yep. absolute favorites now. And after watching it again for like the fourth time all the way through, I this may not be a popular opinion. I don't know. I don't know. We don't always like there's not a lot of debates about what's the best Batman series, but uh, it's Batman Brave and the Bold. Sorry, it's Batman Brave and the Bold. That's I do, the, that's I the do best like, Batman series. I do like, I do like that one. Batman it's, the Animated it's, it's Series is still my favorite, but Brave and the Bold's good. 
Yeah, I, I love the animated series. After watching it back again for like the third time, and then watching Brave and the Bold for a fourth time, I was like, "Oh, I love the animated series, but um, Brave and the Bold is so good. It's so much better. Uh, it's not as long, but it is really good. Like honestly, if I could get another two seasons, be a happy, Mimsy. Yeah, because you get you get both sides of you know Batman and media. Like the animated series, you got that much darker grittier side and then the brave and the bolds got that light-hearted like 60s tv show vibe to it so oh yeah it, it gives you camp without getting too campy it's something where right. like you yeah. know it's 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 still earnest it's earnest but it also doesn't always take itself way too seriously which i yeah. very much enjoy and there's still a couple of episodes that still get kind of dark like the one where with joe chill where yes. the villains figure out that he created batman and yeah that one was a little a little dark, but yeah, that's oh, yeah. a good show. And I, and I very I much enjoyed that. And I'm going to take this second to give another plug for Dwayne's other podcast, Intellectual Rockstar, Ooh. because he's talked about Batman villains quite a bit on there. Hopefully, because I know his schedule is about to change a little bit. Hopefully, we can get another episode cranked out. Yep, I'm going to try to do that. I actually, I'm going to try to do that this weekend because, yeah, our food truck is slowed down because weather's getting colder and so we're doing some other things so my schedule's kind of leveling out so i'm trying to get some more of the intellectual rockstar podcast stuff done yeah well if, check that if, out. You, if you don't want to do the podcast way too much and you want to get busy again i mean you know exactly how to take this food truck to the moon whenever it comes to the colder the colder seasons that's turned into a soup and hot cocoa truck that's all we are we're Ooh. soup truck we're a hot cocoa yeah. truck that's all we yeah. do <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there's plenty of people that be walking up to the truck. You know, I'm not much of a soup guy. When I do have soup, I absolutely love it, and especially during that colder weather or like a rainy day. You get some tomato soup and some grilled cheese. Mm-hmm. Brother, I'm out like a light. I'm out like a light. That's the perfect <laughs> meal for any rainy day. Doesn't matter what weather it is. Uh, doesn't matter if it's hot or cold rain. As long as it's, as long as it's rain, give me the tomato soup and the grilled cheese. All right, you're making me hungry. I might have to go pause <laughs> and go make myself a grilled like. cheese and with some soup. <laughs> Um, but I'll hold off for now. I'm I'm fat enough already. So, um, uh, so, um, wow, I don't forget what, what I was going to ask next. Cause you got me thinking about soup. Um, <laughs> um, Dwayne, your, your turn for a question. I, mean, I, I feel like I'm like, um, I'm hogging up all the time. Uh, just my question, like, how was it when you heard that three count and you heard them announce you as the champion uh it was unreal honestly like it feels like a dream that i never woke up from you know mm-hmm. uh and i'm i'm happy about that like you never know uh it, you never know how you're going to feel until it actually happens and it's something right. that like even the the first time i was the number one contender for the world title uh world television title oh i'm sorry the nwa world <laughs> television <laughs> title you know the first time i was the number one contender for it um you know, I had all these scenarios in my head and I was like, oh, I'm gonna do my pose like this. That was around the time like I first started getting the pose together and really started to to build more elements to who I am and how my presentation works whenever I'm in the ring. And I was like, yeah, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna hold the title this way. I'm gonna look that way. Oh, it's gonna be so great. I'm so excited for it. And as we got closer and closer, I still had all those ideas in my head, but I realized something obviously after I lost and after uh, recovering from the concussion, uh, I clearly wasn't ready for it yet. You know, it's it was finding a point where I'd truly be ready for it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, before that match happened with Zicky, I felt ready. 
I've been feeling ready for a little while. And as I've told anybody who will listen, I feel like the person who really got me ready for that was uh, my, my better half in Magnum Muscle. Uh, the most Magnum. Uh, I like to call him that. He doesn't call himself that. I think he's still calling himself Mile High Magnum. Uh, but the most Magnum, Dak Draper. Uh, he really got me prepared for this. Through our time as a tag team together, he got me to the point where I felt like I was ready to challenge for this again. And so finally hearing that three count, it it kind of solidified being ready. And that's that's the weird thing. You, you think you got to be ready beforehand. You think you, you think you know you're ready. Mm-hmm. And I've learned something in this business. I've learned something in this sport over time, like coming out of training. You're always going to be the one to say that you're ready. And I have learned that it can't be up to me to think that I'm ready. Because every time I thought I was ready, I get smacked in the nose. I get I get kicked right in the face and get told, hey, no, you're not. You're not ready, big dog. You think you are. You're mm-hmm. not. You're not. It's you have to. It's like compliments. You can't compliment yourself because then you seem like a butthole or whatever. You seem too into <laughs> yourself. You've got to let other people compliment you. Yeah. That's how it works. And when it comes to being ready in pro wrestling, other people have to know that you're ready. Other people have to tell you or see it in you because not everybody's going to tell you, oh, yeah, you look ready. You look ready. That's never that's never a thing I've really <laughs> said for most people. Oh, yeah, you look really ready for something. No, it's it's something that other people determine and – at the time, I didn't know if I was ready. You know, the first thing that was going to be in my head was obviously failure. I mean, I've already failed a few times at becoming NWA. Well, NWA world. <laughs> I failed a few times at it. So, you know, that's in the back of my head. So I'm wondering, I'm questioning myself if I'm really ready. And I think it didn't become real that I was actually ready until it really happened. And that's that's how it felt for a lot of points in my life. I mean, when it came to my first match with the NWA, uh Coming in there and getting my butt whooped. I, I I didn't know I was ready to have that opportunity in the first place. And I was ready to get that opportunity. I was ready to get that lesson, you know, to come in there and find out that it's not just about being there. It's about belonging when you're there. Because mm-hmm. anybody in like, this is in no way, shape or form a slight on the NWA. Anybody can get up and wrestle. Almost anybody can be in the NWA. But can you belong there? Can you do right. more than just hop in the ring with, you know, your Elucha gear on? That's what I had on at the time, some Elucha gear. Uh, <laughs> that a lot of other wrestlers have definitely had on the indies. Uh, it's it's one thing to hop in there and be like, you know what, I want to play wrestler today. And then have somebody else who does not play wrestler tell you, and not just tell you, show you that uh, <laughs> playing wrestler is not how it works in the NWA. You don't play wrestler. If you try to play wrestler, you try to hop up in here and think this is a game, you're going to get thrown out just as soon as you get in there. And that's exactly what happened mm-hmm. that match. So it was it was at the time I was ready to be there, but I wasn't ready to belong. I wasn't I was ready I wasn't ready to prove my point that I deserved to be here just yet. So it was it was very cathartic to finally hear that three count and know like, you know, not only was I ready, actually ready and able to execute but i have proved without a shadow of a doubt from day one i finally proved the point that i actually belong i'm not just walking in there and saying hey i want to play wrestler oh no i'm the real deal and what really says that more than anything else and more than me just yapping about it is the uh what is it what do they call it again the nwa And I think that finally proves my point. This, 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 dang it, I keep forgetting what it's, the NWA World <laughs> Television <laughs> Championship. 
this proves without a shadow of a doubt that not only am I somebody who is ready to be here, ready to be on an upper level, ready to move up, ready to upgrade, but also it says that I belong more than anything else. It says that the idea of me being a world champion, because technically I already am, since I am the NWA world television champion. <laughs> it's not just saying that. I have I have the ability to say and not have a lot of doubters, not have a lot of haters, not have a lot of people come up and be like, yeah, hey, hold up, big dog. I don't know what you're talking about. You ain't really done nothing yet. I have the ability to go out and say I can be world heavyweight champion. I say I can say that I can be any type of champion that I want to be because I've earned it. I finally earned it now. I finally can say that out loud. And everybody would agree with me when saying, no, you are ready. You are ready. It's the first time I can really say it and understand it to be true. So it was one of the greatest feelings in the world. You know, <laughs> it's almost like, you know, when you're when you're sitting there in an argument, you're like, yeah, I know what I'm talking about. I'm right. I'm right. I'm right. And then everybody's telling you you're wrong. And then finally, you, you I don't know, you go to Google. And you just pull the you pull the receipts. Yeah. You're like, oh, are you sure about that? Because uh, sure? this right here says that I'm right. Uh, yep. It says that I'm right. So it's kind yeah. of finally having that moment. And honestly, like, ah, it was one of the greatest highs I've ever had in pro wrestling. It's something that's comparable to my very first match of all time. Uh, that feeling of coming out the curtain for the first time, I felt that again. You know, uh, it was awesome. incredible. After that match was over, I was definitely the one crying like a big old baby. I mean, they caught that on camera. It was definitely a moment worth crying for, and I'd do it again every day of my life if I could. If I could wake up and be NWA World's television champion. Oh, I'm sorry. NWA World television champion <laughs> all over again and have that moment happen every day. I'd be, I'd be in heaven. If, I, if you know, some people don't think about it, what's your Groundhog Day moment? Like, what's your Groundhog Day day? That's the day. Let me do that every single day. I'll never get tired of it. And with the long lineage, I mean, you're just you're adding to it because I think for me personally, I think whoever the current champion is, they would have to be more or less the better one because you the one currently holding it. I mean, everybody else, well, they, you had to have dropped it at some point. Exactly. So that means, you know, theoretically, you know, you're better than all of them. I actually never looked at it that way. That's actually a pretty good way to think about it. You know, hey, who's the best world champion? The guy holding the belt. Yeah, holding the belt. Yep, exactly. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, and I, now granted, the Renegade also held that belt. I just wanted to kind of throw that in there. His name was also on the list, and I was like, all right, y'all had to throw one in there that, you know, may he rest in peace. So we'll also say yeah. that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But Lex Luger also held it as well. That's true. And, huh. and so, and Diamond Dallas Page. Mm -hmm. Oh, I didn't know DDP held it. Yep. That's pretty yep. cool. Yep. So, so was he the uh, Diamond Stud at that point? I no. know it actually. That was Scott Hall. Yeah, Diamond Stud was Scott oh, Hall. I'm sorry. I'm no, he was managing Scott Hall, wasn't he? Yep. Yes. Ah, there we go. There the we Diamond go. Exchange. Yep. The Diamond Exchange. Because he had, he had Scott Hall. He didn't he have uh, Vinny Vegas? Yes. Was he part of that? Yes. Uh huh. Yep. Um, Vinny Vegas. I love yeah. that name. I love that name. I wish he got, like. <laughs> I wish there was somebody that could really make it work because it's a really cool name, Vinny Vegas. I love that. Um, and having to say after uh, I actually met uh, Kevin Nash at a fan fest about a year and a half ago, hmm. I felt short, like really, really short, standing <laughs> next to him. And I'm six foot one, and I was just like looking up at him. <laughs> so, um, like, hey, Shredder, hey, Super Shredder, Jesus, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I had, a, yeah. Kind of, had a picture taken with him. Um, 
Buff Bagwell, and this was just a few days after we interviewed Buff Bagwell on the show, um, mm. and Scott Steiner. And Ooh. yeah, gave Buff one of our shirts. I have not seen him wear it, but uh, but he well, you see, you, you never know what Buff is doing. Buff's got the stuff, he, he does, does have, have the stuff. stuff. I mean, he, yeah. you know, yeah. that was a, also another that was a fun interview. He didn't hold the TV title, right? and he did not hold the world TV title, so. Oh well, he no, just didn't have I mean, this stuff. He just didn't have this stuff. He didn't have that stuff. Um, <laughs> and and then that was actually when I met them. That was actually two days before Scott Hall passed away. You Ooh. know, so um, yeah, it's kind of some summertime. We in fact we found out what joined like fifteen minutes before we started recording, something like that. Ooh, maybe maybe less than that. I that mean, was kind was... of an emotional show. I mean, I'll yeah. be honest with you. You know, so. Yeah, it definitely would have been for me. I mean, it was a very yeah. emotional. Uh, it was a very emotional weekend because I think we had Crockett Cup 2022 like right after that happened. Oh, so uh, I think it was like that same week where either just like a, a um, if it wasn't the same week, it was possibly like two weeks after. And so there was a lot of people still emotional about it at the time. Oh, yeah. So, um, I have another question for you. It was it's, it's I guess it's multiple questions sort of because <laughs> former former host of the show, Kyle. He is a uh, like ridiculous power lifter because the, the kind of numbers he puts up. Um, well, let me put it like this: he could bench press me and Dwaylon together. Ah, yeah. Um, because he he sent me a video. What Dwaylon was it? Five eighty five that he was. I think he was, so. It was pushing six hundred pounds. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. So, uh, so we like to ask people, you know, who we know. You know, they don't also don't call you. You know, you're not just a world television champion. The NWA yeah. World Television Show. You're also big, strong Mims. Yes, I am. Yes, um, I am. You know, I mean, they don't call you big, strong because you can't lift. So <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that wouldn't be that wouldn't be the case, right? You know. So, what are your stats as far as like um, bench in deadlift? Anything you want to th- throw at us? Uh man, I, like I'm not much of a deadlifter just because I've never really, I never really consistently trained deadlift. I think while I was coming up uh, in our football program, that was where I really started to learn like uh, a lot of the techniques I learned in uh, lifting and obviously took them into powerlifting. Uh, we never really deadlifted. I think I went in there like one day, it was, uh, this was still in high school and I was like, oh, let's do it because the, the kids at the rival high school or whatever you always beat, they're like, yeah, we deadlift all the time. I, I ended up having that conversation with another kid that uh, went to that school. We played on that football team but he was also on the wrestling team and we got to talk and uh he was power lifter too and he was like yeah no we did live there why don't you guys do it no we power clean and hang clean that's what we do um so i just as a goof went in there and deadlifted i think it was like 565 and it was pretty easy i i didn't expect it to be that easy like um but also again like i was at that point i think i was like i was hang cleaning maybe like closer to the 300s like i think like 295 was the most i went up for for like uh five reps or something uh for hang clean which was pretty good i think for power cleans i was at like 315 for a power clean uh so having like a 565 deadlift isn't like something that's too far off you know um I think for my squats, the highest I've ever done in competition, because I like to just go by like the competition numbers, just because that's where it really counts and you do your best techniques. Uh, even though that's the way I like to train now after I stopped doing competitions, uh, I think it was like 555 uh, was the highest I've done in a competition for squats, uh, which I definitely want to get that way back up. Um, and it's just going back into training powerlifting with pro wrestling, you know, powerlifting training is definitely going to take a lot out of you. I think if that was, um, if I had a bit more time, 
You know, uh, if I like took some time off from wrestling, I'd really go back in that powerlifting training, take a good eight months and try to get myself out of the out of the 500s when it comes to squat. Uh, but when it comes to my bench press, that's the thing that I'm not proud about. That I'm like, oh, ooh, I should be so much better at this than I am. Uh, 455 is the most I've done in competition. And I feel so terrible about that number because I'm like, oh, that number is so old. The same thing with the squat. The number is so old. I should be doing so much more. <laughs> like, my endurance is definitely better now. So, like, I could probably do more reps of my old maxes. But, like, I, oh, man, I'm like, oh, I should be benching in, like, the six or seven hundreds. I should be squatting, like, the eight and nine hundreds at this point. Um <laughs> But, like, those are kind of my, like, totals for that. Like, at least the ones that, like, I could say they're the absolute highest. Uh, besides, like, I don't know, like, my leg press. If people care about that, I don't think people care about leg press so much. They're more about, they're more worried about, like, the deadlift. But uh, I think the highest I've ever done, the highest I've been able to get on an actual machine before, because uh, that's usually been my limitation when it came to leg press, was about, like, uh, I think once we, like, kind of jerry-rigged it, like, using some... <laughs> Some resistance bands. I think it was uh eighteen hundred and forty for leg press, and I can only get it like two times. I was gonna go for that third, but I was like, yeah, don't let me end up like one of those uh, ooh, one of those bad videos on the internet. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. two is yeah. two is my limit. I don't, yeah. I don't want to be able to kiss my feet without moving my neck. You know, <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not trying to suck my own toes that way. Let's let's yeah. not do that. Oof. So, um, and that was definitely some serious ego lifting. I was like, oh, all the boys are around. Hey, let's load up as much as we can. We'll have people sit on it too. Uh, yeah. No. <laughs> Terrible um, idea. Yeah. Cause Kyle, he actually does powerlifting competitions and I know he's won some in, um, I think West Virginia. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. He lives in Maryland, but he does some competitions in West Virginia and you see him. I mean, he's just jacked, you know, but that was, yeah. I mean, his goal. I mean, he has a lot of powerlifting goals and I figured, you know what? I would ask you what yours was. Um, like I said, and he sent the video doing the 585 and he can mm. explain it better than I can. Um, I mean, cause I basically call it like, you know, like micro tuning because he's got, he had a, a trainer, like hold a board, you know, so yes. he could only go down so far before he had to push it back up, you know, which, mm. you know, it's a little bit different. So you can't bounce it off your chest. I mean, he had a part and it's like, Ugh! so it adds more resistance. So that's why I like call it like the micro tuning. You know, oh so. yeah, I actually, uh, I never really got to train like the the board presses, but I know exactly what they're trained for. Sometimes I just do it without a board and like do it the hard way. That's oh, how I like to so put it. So you're, you're like, trying to stop like halfway. Yeah, I would do pause Ooh. reps. That's what I used to do, which is oh, like wow. it, it was definitely <laughs> something that was nowhere near any type of like actual exercise science. I was like, I'm gonna lose. I'm gonna use some bro science on this. Plus, I don't have a board to put on my chest. I'm just gonna go ahead and put it in my dead zone. That's what I like to call it. Like I, I used to just call it dead zone training. Uh, so I would train my bench press dead zone, which is usually from like right on your chest to just a little bit above it to where it feels like you have the least amount of power. So I would just go ahead and drop right into the middle of the dead zone, stop there for about a good like two seconds and then press off. And I was like, okay, this is where I'm never going to get stuck. And so it, it did work quite a bit. Uh, I didn't really have any competitions where I got stuck. Uh, the biggest thing for me was just, you know, when I wasn't training, that was making for sure I didn't bounce off my chest. I think that was like one of my biggest flaws at the time was just like I was I was definitely a chest, a chest bouncer. I think the first time I went over 400 pounds, I was like a chest bouncer. I was like, yeah, this feels great. And then somebody told me like, hey, you should probably not bounce it off your chest. I don't think you really got it. 
and mm. me being a very smart young man, I was like, I'll show you and try to do it without bouncing off my chest. And I could not. I went, I promptly went down to my 385 and I shut up. <laughs> uh, the most I ever benched, I think it was around 235. And at the time I weighed like 220. So I was just happy. I was, I wanted to bench over my body weight. I got it. Yeah, I'm right. I'm good. Important thing. Yeah, yeah, I just I mean, wanted to bench my body weight. I benched 200 when I weighed 200, and it was like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> yep, show's over. You know, That's all um, I needed. Yep. Um, I accomplished it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. And I mean, and I was still in the Air Force at the time. So, I mean, I was having trouble with the run, probably because I smoked at the time. But I mean, also, I was always focusing on cardio. Uh, you know, and I did bench because we also do push ups, but hmm. my, my weak spot was the cardio. So, um, but I, I mean, I've worked with some guys who were benching like three, 400 pounds and I'm like, good for you. I, I will clap all day long for you. <laughs> That's not gonna be I mean, it feels great. It feels great. Oh, I like, can imagine, once you start though. lifting heavier and heavier, you're like, Oh, now I'm addicted to the pump. Now I gotta, I gotta keep doing this. I gotta keep yeah. pushing heavy stuff around. Um, and I'm pretty sure the first time I'd get to bounce it off my chest, they probably had to take me to the hospital because it wouldn't <laughs> actually bounce. It would just kind of stay there. <laughs> so, oh, um, oh. Dang it, I had another question. Voilin, your turn. I keep forgetting. I'm getting old. You know that. Um trying to think. I think I've asked all mine that I can think of oh, at the moment. Um, oh, we've exhausted the list. Well, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean, we're just happy to have you on. I mean, this has been what about a year and a half, almost two years since the last time we had you on? I yeah, I mean, a, a difference a year makes, or almost two years makes. Yeah, yeah, because you know what? Two years ago, you weren't the NWA World Television Champion. Oh, you're correct. I did not have the NWA World <laughs> Television. Champion. Yeah. Um, and it's like one of the few belts that I like better with a red strap instead of a black yes. strap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually really like the red strap. It's very different. It actually doesn't make it look bad at all. I mean, if anything, like there's not too many other belts. I'd be like, yeah, put a red strap on it. Let's see how it looks. Yeah, so. it's like the Raw tag team titles. I hate those. Hmm. Uh, the, I don't like the SmackDown belts either. The only belts that I like that had a different color scheme was, uh, well, the classic Intercontinental title with the white strap. Yes. Your World Television title. And yes. then the NWA World Tag Team titles when Tully and Arn had them and they had the blue strap. Ooh, fancy. And you know what? On the NWA Power, I did see uh, the current NWA Tag Team Champions. They had what looked like the old classic belts, like the ones like the Rock and Roll Express and Midnight Express held. Oh, yeah. Back in the yeah, they yes. did. Yep. That mm-hmm. nice silver looking thing. I'm yeah. Like, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I like those. Um, <laughs> and I really wish you had the United States title up under the National Wrestling Alliance again instead of being with WWE just because I'm a traditionalist I'm a old school I like you know it just and I know I'm not saying anything about the current US champion or the ones who been yeah. WWE but to me it's always an NWA belt mm-hmm. yeah know? yeah yeah I could definitely see that I mean if anything like you never know if it could possibly get brought back but then again there is a really good relationship between like um Billy and then also the WWE right now. So I think like okay. maybe it's, it's, it's something that might just be off the table just as a respect thing to be like, you know what? We'll try to have our own belts. We'll try to do our own thing and make for sure we're not stepping on any toes here. So I could see that. I could see it coming back. That seems like a great idea to me. And honestly, I would love it. Uh, if I remember correctly, and I may be getting this wrong, my probably favorite match of all time at this point 
would actually be uh, Stunning Steve Austin uh, versus Ricky Steamboat. If I remember correctly, I think mm-hmm. that was over the U.S. Mm-hmm. title. Yeah, yeah. So that's one of my absolute favorites. And so, like, of course, I would want that title back in the NWA. I mean, by all means, I'd want to win that title. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> and I could be like, oh yeah, my absolute favorite match. Actually, I have that belt from that absolutely favorite match of mine. Yeah, look at me. Look at me. So, um, you know, it, it, it's it's obviously anything is possible. I mean, look at what we're doing right now. There's so many things that are possible that are happening for us right now that a lot of people thought wouldn't happen. So you never know. Yeah, yeah, that would be kind of cool. So now I'm just thinking about all, all these different, you know, scenarios, all the different champions mm-hmm. that could be punched together. Plus, you know, Triple H, you know, Paul Levesque, he is a metalhead. We know that. Yeah. You know, so yeah. kind of, and I know Special Pumpkins aren't metal necessarily, but they're pretty close. And I'm pretty sure, you know, that um, he and Billy Corgan would probably get along. Oh, yeah. If not already. I mean, I'm sure they've met before. I think I was watching uh, Billy's interview that he did with Kurt Angle pretty recently, which was fantastic. Uh, If you haven't seen it, definitely go see it. And he talked about how he met like a lot of the WWF wrestlers at the time. Uh, So I know I have a good feeling that him and Triple H have had words at some point and been able to touch base. And so, I mean, you never know. Uh, I think he had mentioned how like WWE was in talks uh, with the NWA, just trying to check out what we were doing once we started running the show. And so you never know. Maybe that competition, that that not competition, that conversation uh, between him and WWE was mainly just a conversation between Billy Corgan and Triple H. You never know. Yeah. And I know what I was thinking. You could be like Matt Cardona and just have yeah. like a whole bunch of belts on each arm. Be the belt, just... be the belt collector. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. Well, the most important belt is right over here. The NWA right. world. So <laughs> That's the first place we're starting. If we're going to be doing any belt collecting around here. Uh, see, I mean, like I said, I have those two belts. Yeah. Plus, I brought this up actually on the show Monday. I have my own. Mm-hmm. Fine. This was one of the belts because uh, Dwayne has his bucket list of belts, and this mm-hmm. is on. This was the next one on my bucket list, and I was finally able to get myself one. Uh, I don't know how many autographs I'll be able to get on it, unfortunately, because that title. Yeah. You know, um, in fact, this belt, the belt itself, um, you know, just just to show a little bit of my knowledge of wrestling history because I remember when it happened. Uh, Avalanche Buzz Tyler was the last person to actually hold this particular belt. Mm-hmm. Hmm him and Dusty got into a disagreement about contract. And so yeah. Avalanche Buzz Tyler left with the belt and, <laughs> you know, he was like, I'm not, you know, you're not getting it back. And I just remember him showing up on a car lot commercial for a, a I remember you were telling me about that. Yeah. yeah. It was a car company <laughs> out of, you know, somewhere in South Carolina, you know, cause I was living in North Carolina at the time. We could still get the South Carolina TV stations. All of a sudden he shows up and they, they said he was the minute lady champion. He's carrying the belt. And, um, and then, so they they didn't really talk about it on TV. They just they just had a tournament. You know, oh, we're having a tournament for the the Mid Atlantic Champion, and I want to say Crusher Khrushchev won it, and huh. and then he turned around and got beat by Sam Houston, who I do believe whose daughter is actually wrestling in the NWA now. Oh, really? That would be one Samantha Starr. Oh, is that who that is? Yeah, that's. She, oh yeah, my she's, goodness! Yeah, I she's, had an idea. Yeah, yeah she's uh, Baby Doll's uh, Nicola Roberts. She's her daughter, and with Sam Houston. Oh, that is a surprise you to you me. You didn't know that. Who never knew? I'm just kidding. I'm oh, kidding. okay. 
You think I didn't know? Like, no, me and Samantha Starr are cool. Like, if anything, yeah. I met I met Baby Doll uh, around Crockett Cup time whenever she was here when she made an on-camera appearance with us. Uh, so, uh, yeah, no, I definitely knew that. And plus, like, uh, I think before me and Tyrus were bitter enemies, uh, <laughs> he actually, like, told me a little bit more about how he thought of my career and uh, kind of mentioned, gave me a couple stories about Sam Houston. And, you know, watching him and he was like, yeah, there's a lot of parallels there and we can kind of work this a little bit differently, you know. So, like, that's why that name rings bells. And then also, I think that was a little before Samantha Starr became a part of the company. So that was kind of like some of those little serendipitous. We're talking about Sam Houston, having conversations about him in the locker room. And then after that, oh, his daughter's here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I've met met her, met Baby Doll. And, um, well, I'd met Sam Houston. They were actually both at the same fan, fan fest, one of them. Um, and the funny thing was, it was like Baby Dolls at like in one corner, right yeah. kind of adjacent to her was Jake the Snake Roberts, of course, who's mm-hmm. Sam Houston's brother. Uh, yeah. Sam Houston was all the way at the other, other end. You know, now, see, so, that's the thing. I did yeah. not know that Sam Houston was Jake Roberts' brother. I, I didn't know, I know did. until a few years ago. How about you, Dwayne? Yeah. It was just a few years ago when I uh, found that yep. out. Yep. Um, and then their sister, Rockin' Robin, you know, was also a wrestler. And one of the Royal <coughs> Rumbles, wasn't it, Dwayne? It was like Royal Rumble 89, I think. 88 or 89. It was like one of the first Royal Rumbles. All three of them were actually on the same card. It was never announced that they were siblings. Yeah, I huh. think it was 89 because I think that was the first. I think that was the first one on pay-per-view. Yes, because 88 was just on the USA Network. Right, 88 was still, yeah, it was still just a house show-ish. Stable. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so so I've met her parents, so and her uncle, <laughs> you know, so. Um, yeah, I met well, you. her mom, and then uh, her husband, that's about it. Um, yeah, you oh, just fro- hey, dude, you just froze up for a second. Oh, Jesus, that hotel Wi Fi, my man. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, no, I was saying that, uh, I've met, I've met her mother and I've met her husband. That's about it. Okay. Uh, see, now we just need to get her on the show, Dwayne. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, we honestly, we'd love to have her on the show. You know, so I mean, um, she's pretty easy to talk to. She's pretty cool people. I, I love her and her husband. They're great people, and I love having them around. They're a great addition to the NWA, and by all means, they'd probably be a great addition to your podcast. Well, heck yeah! Um, is her husband also a wrestler? Uh, yes, he is. Actually, like uh, we had to have a good couple conversations uh, whenever we were at the taping in Nashville not too long ago. Uh, he is he's very good. I think he was the uh, he was in a match with Zion earlier in this season, actually. If you guys go back and watch that match, and you know it's gonna be pretty good. Okay, he's 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 very very good. Like I got that sense of him being a very good vet uh, when I met him. Like you can kind of know whenever like you have some vets around you when they get to, when they get to talking, you're like, okay, this guy knows what he's doing. He's pretty good in between yeah. the ropes, and he's yeah. definitely been around. Like I just got to hear a little bit about his story and hearing about him training uh, with Harley Race. And I was kind of blown away. Like I learned a lot of wrestling history through that man. And he's he's a good guy. He's a really good guy. Samantha Samantha's a great girl. He's a good guy. And that's why you know good people come together. That's what that's something that always makes me happy is when good people come together. So 
if you can't go back and watch the match, you're going to see something pretty great there. And then also, like, I mean, hey, it's a talented family. Like, it's nothing but talent all around right. here. Like, we're talking about all these big names and all this talent. Like, there's nobody that's lacking talent here in that conversation. So, um, yeah, definitely check them out. Check them both out. Get them both on the show. They, uh, I think the stories between the both of them would probably be something that would be way better than what I could tell right now, uh, even though I am the NWA world. <laughs> even though I am, they still definitely have some pretty legendary stories between the two of them, I'm sure. Uh, so, outside of the NWA, because um, I know like EC3, you know, because I got him to sign that belt back there. I just wanted to point that out again. Mm-hmm. Um, he actually yeah. wrestled, he defended his title against a wrestler named Lord Crew here a few weeks ago in yes. Williamsburg, Ohio, about 10, 15 minutes away from my house. You know, they were, mm. um, great match by the way. And, and if you've ever seen Lord Crew, I mean, I, I think Lord Crew is going to be one of the ones he's like right there, you know, destined to do something really good. Um, you know, so outside of the NWA, because that was not an NWA show, but he was mm-hmm. defending the NWA world title. That title, yes, he, he signed that belt. I just want to say that yeah. one right there. That one right there. <laughs> it's not as you know to me though. It doesn't count as good as the NWA world television title belt. You know that one, yeah. So, um, but how um how easy or hard is it for you to take bookings outside of the NWA? Like, if you wanted to come to Cincinnati, um, or close to Cincinnati. You know, would it be easy for you or now that the NWA is actually going more more national with the CW? I mean, you know, how yeah, hard is it? I have it? no problem usually taking bookings. Hey, if they're if they're willing to have the NWA world Civilization champion, <laughs> I'm willing to be there. You know, it's always something I'm always open to discuss. I'm, I'm not somebody who likes to shy away from uh, taking any bookings on the independents. Uh, even though a majority of my bookings are obviously with the NWA, I have that free time to go ahead and do that. And why not get out there and get more experience, get more opportunities, get more challenges for the NWA? Oh, I'm sorry. You you can't even see it right now. Let me show you again. The NWA world. <laughs> you know, why not take more opportunities to get challenges for that and to, 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 to build up my strength when it comes to that, to build up, to build up my legend, my legacy as the NWA world television champion. I have to do that by going on. On those independents going into those territories, you see what I did there? Yeah, uh, to defend them. Yeah, and so I'm very open to that idea. Um, and I know some other people, Dwayne. I'm gonna give you some shout outs right now because I mean we we normally try to give some shout outs to some of our uh, podcast <laughs> brethren, like Ted the Hillbilly Hill. By the way, if you ever get a chance to meet him, uh, Matt, he's an awesome guy, and he knows he knows all about the uh, hills, basically. You know, yeah. um, great. An- I mean, he can analyze the crap out of some some heel stuff. Um, but awesome dude. We call him the Podfather. Also, wrestling with the truth. Our buddy BC Hunter out of Nova Scotia. Um, our buddies up in Buffalo, New York. That's the Finish Your Wrestling Podcast. Those guys are awesome guys. Uh, also, the Dad World Order. These guys. They actually just had Al Snow in their show. Um, oh, that's pretty good. Yep. So they're they're actually based out of um, out of Cincinnati, and. Yeah, I know I'm missing some, Joellen. Who am I missing here? Oh, Wrestling Society Network. Yes. Bear. Yep. Yeah, yep. Professor Bear. Professor Bear. Um, who else am I missing here? Because this is like this is the old age creeping in. <laughs> oh. It's okay. Old age is just uh like being old is just a state of mind. It's just a yeah. state of mind. Like you tell my dad all the time, you're fifty years you're fifty nine years young until you decide that you're old. Oh, no, there you go. 
Yep. That makes sense. Um, so do you have anything else at the NWA coming up, or are you just strictly NWA right scheduled right now? I should say. Uh, right now, none but NWA. But you know, hey, there's there's always more opportunities for the NWA World Television Champion to get out there and defend that belt. Yeah. So, hey, I'm always open to more bookings. I'm always open to more opportunities, like I said before. But right now, the schedule is just strictly NWA. That's not a restriction. That's not a restriction. That's just that's just how things are. That's how things are. Uh, Dwayne, do you have anything else? Uh, no. Not right now. Um, as always, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Again, congratulations on winning the NWA World's Television title. Oh, that thing right there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That uh, one right yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That one right there. <laughs> yep, that one. Uh, yeah, Matthew, thank you. You know, Matthew, Matt, Big Strong, Mims. Um, yes, all of them. Yeah, all those, you know. Uh, but the big, the most important thing right now is the NWA World's Television yep. Champion. Uh, exactly. They, Thank you so much for returning to the show because, I mean, we were very privileged. I even told Dwayne, I was like, well, you know what? Now that he, you know, has got this prestigious title, I don't know if he'll, he'll, you know, come to talk to us common folk anymore. <laughs> you know, so. Talk to the common. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's like, hey, remember what? us? Yeah. But, yeah. yeah of but, course. Um, I mean, if anything, if you've, if you've learned anything from this interview, you see that your NWA World Television Champion, <laughs> magnanimous, very, very good, very good areas. Yes, I'm, I'm that guy. I'm that dude. I'm that man. And so, uh, I'm gonna start calling you King Mims and yes, uh, like King Booker. <laughs> King, Booker. you know what? I King would love to Booker. do that. We need, like, <laughs> we need to have a tournament, a King of the Ring, or something, so I can start doing that. I want to do the King Mims thing, my own version of King Booker, and just take it to <laughs> its zenith if I can. Uh, I already got the dreads for it. I can do. I can do the pinky thing. I've got like extender <laughs> pinkies. I can, you got to do the big, the big stronger Rooney. Crown somewhere. Yeah. The, the big yeah, stronger Rooney. Big stronger Rooney. I'm the. Yeah, I'm go. the big strong king. And say with being the king, being the king, you can have the. You can safely have the cape. So say yes, exactly. As long as I'm not <laughs> doing any flying, I can have the cape. Exactly. I have a cape. Uh, no, that's but, a good idea. That's a good idea. Yeah, you'll pitch that one. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, thank you so much for coming on again. You know, we're definitely yes, to have you on again, you. you know, um, but when you win your next title, you know, got to have you on again yeah. when you, when you just yes, go start taking people's titles, just if you oh, have the belt, that means you're, you're the champion. I mean, that's the law, right? You know, exactly. That, you got to have Anderson. all the belts. That's, that's what, what Arn did. Arn did when he took the belt from Dusty. He's like, possession is nine tenths of the law and who's in possession of the belt. He's like me. So I'm the TV champion. Yeah, exactly. So, it, just yeah. like you guys said before, the, the greatest champion is the one who's currently holding the belt. Exactly. And uh, I'm sorry, it says you're your champion on paper, but do you like have the belt though? <laughs> you, the belt. <laughs> you are the champion, you know. So, yeah, uh, but yeah, definitely got to have you on again. Good luck tomorrow night. I really yeah. hope Thank also you. the pay per view in general, you know, uh, Salwain. Uh, I hope it goes tremendously well uh, because it's nice to have. You know, well, it's nice to have the NWA back, you know, leading the way again, because I know they, they've also been, uh, struck the deal with Exodus Pro Wrestling up in Cleveland. I'd love to see the territories mm-hmm. come back. You know, Dwayne and I, we've actually talked about this on mm-hmm. multiple occasions. I'd love to see that. Uh, so good luck tomorrow night. Good luck in, in fact, your entire title raid. Hopefully it lasts a long time. And we hope yes. to see you on TV whenever, whenever the deal, whenever it starts up. I'm going to be yeah. right there watching going, there he is, there he is. Yep. You know, um, yeah, there's that guy right there. So, 
Uh, but until we can talk again, my friend, you just got to say good night and God bless. God bless. Thank you, sir. You guys have a good one.